Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, it is Jack Gill and welcome to RevMen News. I am today joined by Bailey Shaw for this one. Um, we know that the press conference is at the same time. So if anyone's watching this, can you keep the keep an eye on the press conference and let us know in the comments. We're going to talk about loads today, some centre-backs that we may or may not actually be interested in um, and some fitness talk as well with Tiago and Matip. So it'd be good to know what Klopp says in his presser regarding the two of them as well. Um, but we're going to start, Bailey, with with David Alaba. He's a man that's been been linked for, for the last week now, really, um, since Van Dijk's been injured. Um, Liverpool have apparently been told that Alaba will be available um, for £30 million in January. Um, what a coup this would be, Bailey. Oh, absolutely, mate. Um, David Alaba's one of the names that is part of that, you know, iconic Bayern team that have been going on for about 10 years now. Um and the most exciting thing for that, for me in that article, is obviously I didn't realise um, he'd fallen out with Hansi Flick. Obviously, there was a, he was doing uh, contract negotiations at the minute, and apparently, according to the article, he's uh, apparently fallen out with Flick over it. And apparently, the media was saying that he was greedy over this contract, which he's then come out and said, "No, I'm not." And there's now a big feud about it. And apparently, now um, the media are saying he could go for as cheap as thirty million. And, you know, twenty-eight-year-old David Alaba, who's won. Champions League, numerous amounts of German leagues and whatnot. One of the best in his position at left back, and now obviously he can play centre back as he's proved this season. Seems like a bit of a no-brainer at that price. Yeah, 28 years old. He's he's won so much in his career. He's versatile. Uh, Tom said before we went on air, he's he's a bit like a James Milner that can play centre back as well. Um, but yeah, he's he's an outstanding player, and it'll be brilliant if we can get him in for 30 million. He's obviously played with Thiago before as well. Um, so yeah, I I think it would be an impressive sign, and it does pose a sort of question on Milner's future, though, in my opinion, if he was to come in. Uh, w- yeah. Would you agree with that, Bailey? Yeah, I would. I think, mate. Um, but we go. We ended up, you know, literally six months ago in a position where Robertson was our only left back, real true left back, and Milner was his only cover. Then if you're bringing in someone like David Alaba, you've got Robertson, Simakas, and then Alaba, who's, a, who's predominantly a left back, and Milner would be there as well. And I think the thing with Milner is he's brilliant. And I think the more players that we sign, the more high caliber players we sign, the less minutes James Milner will have. But he's still so influential around the dressing room and around the club. Um, but it's the versatility for me, you know, that David Oliver brings, like you say, he can play centre-back, he can play left-back, he can play midfield, he gets goals and assists, I think it's like four or five goals assists a season he averages in the Bundesliga, so he's, for me, you know, well up there, and then you move into a debate that we had yesterday on, on the Reds News show about, you know, do you want to buy a 28-year-old ready-made, I want to, don't want to say, but like Van Dyke sort of character, you know, who's come in and has won everything and knows that position, or do you want to buy young? And, you know, get a, get a player in that can learn on the job because Van Dijk is only out for the season that will then eventually go on to be like Gomez was. Gomez is now going into his prime years. You do want a guy who's 19-20 that can build his way up into that team. I think that's more the pressing question. 
That, that's the interesting thing, Bailey, because obviously we know Van Dyke's out for the season, but with ACL injuries, it can be longer than that. And actually, when he comes back with his size and, and you know, how physically he is, he may never be the same. And actually bringing in someone with Alaba's quality could be very important for us. We could need a player like that. Or at the same time, like you say, Van Dyke could, could come back as, as good as he was before, ready to go again. And, and therefore, we could do with a youngster, really, who can learn from Van Dyke, ready for, for when Van Dyke uh, eventually moves on. But another centre-back we've been linked with this week is, is, is a lad that we've been linked with for, for some time now, Bailey, when he was at Leeds last season. It was almost confirmed by the, the top journalists within the club um, that we were interested in Ben White. Um, Brighton managed to make him sign a contract and he stayed there despite strong interest from Leeds. I know there were a couple of bids thrown in. Um, but um, apparently uh, Liverpool have assessed Ben White closely over the past 12 months but have a major doubt over whether he's good enough to slot into the defence. Um, I think this is interesting, Bailey, because, uh, again, I think he was one of the names mentioned when people are looking for us to sign a centre-back in January. Um, but clearly here, the, there's a little doubt in the minds of Liverpool right now. Yeah, that's worrying. I think if I think because it says obviously we've scouted him extensively, so he's clearly a player who has attributes that Michael Edwards and Jurgen Klopp have come together and said that's what we're looking for at centre back. Um, but to then come to the conclusion that he's apparently you know not good enough to fit in that defence does sort of raise eyebrows for a lot of fans because Michael Edwards very rarely gets it wrong. You know, I don't think he's really got it wrong at all. We've got the potential of Naby Keita, I suppose, is the only one that still has a question mark over his head. But even then the jury's still out on him so for him to come out and their report obviously it could be bollocks it could be a report that's touting nothing but if it was to be believed I wouldn't be on that especially given obviously he's now done his ACL I believe didn't he against Everton which is even more of a big um, no-no for me because you know that if he's going to miss the rest of this season you're not really in the market trying to replace a guy who's just done his ACL with a guy who's currently also done his ACL are you so I think he's a good player. I've watched a lot of, of well, as much of Ben White as you can as, as a guy who plays for Brighton. But um, I, th- I I wish him well in his recovery. But yeah, I'm not sure Ben White is the future of Liverpool, personally. Yeah, it's interesting because he's, he's an excellent ball-carrying centre-half. He did really well with Leeds in the Championship last season. But uh, there was always a question for me about Liverpool going in for him in the summer and whatnot because I thought we've not seen him in the Premier League yet. It may be a, a bit of a risk move. But then again, you've got Joe Gomez to look from when actually we signed him from Charlton and he's not too, done too badly, has he? So, mm. you know, I think it, it, it was an interesting one. Um, but seeing him for Brighton, he, he is a bit weaker defensively. I don't think he's one that would slot in as a as a first choice centre back, and for me, that's what I'd be looking for—a defender that you know, even when Van Dyke's back, someone that can really push Gomez for that starting spot, like yeah. Matip does when he's fit. But he's he's very rarely fit for a long period of time, Joel Matip, and it's very rare that we have both him and Gomez fit for a long time. Let us know in the comments what you think. Um, who should Liverpool sign at centre back? There's been a load of names that we've been linked with. I think all the media outlets are very aware that we'll be looking for a centre-back in January. So, yeah, let us know who you think we should sign. Um, there's a bit now on Thiago. Um, it's almost almost certainly confirmed that he's a bit of a doubt for, for City. I don't think he'll play. Um, Bailey, I think, you know, he's been withdrawn from the Spanish squad now. Um, mm-hmm. So so I think it looks very unlikely. Um, they're 
be arguments that it wouldn't be Thiago's particular, it wouldn't be his, uh, you know, his sort of style of game anyway. And, and maybe Klopp would rather the, the three hardworking midfielders instead, you know, his trusted midfield that we, we've seen in the big games from last season. However, um, it's a it's a big myth for us because I think I can speak on, on behalf of all Liverpool fans in saying that we, we just really want to see Thiago playing in the Liverpool shirt. And so far, we're being denied of that. Yeah, that's the thing, mate, is that we've just had speckles of Thiago in Liverpool shirt and it's every, the little bits that we are seeing, he looks magic, you know, and you want your best players in for your biggest games. You know, even though Thiago's only played a little bit here and there for Liverpool, when he is playing, he looks unbelievable. And I would love to see what he can do against, you know, another Titan like Manchester City, how he can pick apart that midfield, the interesting battle he'd have with Kevin De Bruyne. It's just... I think that's something that I want to make sure that you guys, if you are watching this press conference, if what Klopp does say about Thiago, let us know in the comments. Um, but it is a good, it is a big shame, and I, I really want to know sort of like what the extent of that is. Obviously, they did that Q and A with him on Twitter, didn't they, the other day? So I'm hoping it's nothing too bad. They're just, it's just a case of Thiago. If he's too good of a player to really rush back, and you're absolutely right, is we've got more than enough firepower in that midfield to take it to City away from home. Um, I'm sad that we can't see him, but I'm more than I more than believe that we've got enough in that midfield to go to City with anybody really and and give him a real game. That, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, he's had COVID, come back from that, played against Everton, and a disgusting tackle from Richarlison on him. He seemed to play. He, he seemed to play on the rest of the game and, and be all right. But then now he's he's been out for longer than we thought, and it is a bit of a worry. We knew before he came that he he had a few fitness issues. However, we know that when we do eventually get to see him, he, he's a magical, magical player. And, you know, it's a shame that we don't have him for, for the City game. But as, as we've both alluded to there, you know, we have some some great midfielders who, who are hardworking and, and maybe a better fit in that midfield against City anyway. Um, so, so, yeah, hopefully we do see him involved in the City game. But personally, I think he won't be involved until after the international break. Um, on Matip 2, we're, we're unsure yet. Oh, actually, uh, Jürgen Klopp has just confirmed that Thiago will be absent uh, against Man City. So, so there we go. Um, and Joel Matip, I'm not sure. I, I don't think he said anything on him yet. Um, this is the the, Klopp from, uh, the quote from Klopp on Thiago. He says, no, Thiago is probably not ready to return. There's no surgery needed, but it was an injury. And with this type, you look day to day. When he has no problems anymore, then he can train. That's not the case yet with Thiago. We know he's been doing individual light training, but he's not yet been working with the team. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that during the international break, is he, he he improves and that he's able to to then train with the squad and that we see him back in a Liverpool shirt sooner rather than later. As I was saying about Joel Matip, um, not too much on him yet. We know he's back in training with, with the team, uh, as is Naby Keita. Um, I think he didn't play on, on Wednesday night as, as a precaution, Tuesday night, sorry, as a precaution, because I think um, Klopp wants him to be a, to be fit and, and ready for this game. Um, but, you know, just how much of a boost would it be, Bailey? I know Reese Williams and, and, and Nat Phillips have done well in their, their games when they've had to um, against West Ham and, and, and Atalanta alike. But how much of a boost would it be to, to have Matip back in, in the team against Man City? A very big boost, mate. I think Joel Matip is arguably our best centre-back we've got at the minute, you know, because Gomez's form has been up and down recently and Joel Matip, when he is fit, as of the last season or two, he's been fantastic. Like, 
just does not put a foot wrong uh, lately, you know, and he's ball playing wise, brilliant, very good in the air, very tidy at the back. It would be, if I was Pep, I'd be worried because, you know, who do you, who are you defending against? Obviously, the, the Fabinho stuff will come on to it a bit, but does he know the extent of that injury? Could Klopp chuck Fabinho in there, whether that be at DM or centre-half? And then you've got, like you say, Gomez is the nailed on, but who are you then defending against Nat Phillips, Reese Williams or John Matip? You know, they're all three very different players, um, albeit they play the same position. So, and John Matip is the most deadliest out of all of those, you know, because of those marauding runs he goes on. He's caused City problems in the past. So, I'm in a good place, though, with this, because I think Nat Phillips and Reese Williams, respectively, have done excellently since they've come in. And I'm not worried if John Matip's not back because of the form that they've held. It would absolutely be a boost if Matip comes back and because he is such an attacking asset for us. But defensively, the boys we've got so far are solid. And I think I'm really excited. I think helped by the 5-0 win in the week about what we could potentially do to Manchester City. Absolutely. Um, there's a bit of uh, Man City fitness, um, not problems. Well, it's, it's a, certainly a problem for us. Um, but certainly news. Apparently, Aguero may be fit for the game on Sunday. Um, he's been out with a hamstring injury, of course. Um, City had Gabriel Jesus out injured too, but he was back and came off the bench to score in their game on Tuesday night. Um, Aguero has a very good record against us at the Etihad. Bailey, um, a bit of a worry for us there, but they've also got Fernandinho out injured. Um, Manchester City, which I think benefits us massively because I think their midfield isn't quite the same without uh, Fernandinho in there. I don't really rate what Rodri's done um, on his own in that City midfield personally since he's since he moved to the Premier League. Um, but yeah, it, it's you know it, it may be a bit of a problem if if Sergio Aguero is back. Yeah, Aguero is one of those forwards in the, in world football that when he's in when he's fit and ready, he goes into any team, doesn't he? You know, he's just that good. He's that clinical. He's that lethal. And do you know what? Although he has got a great record against this at the Etihad. For the most part, whether it be Champions League in the years gone by or Premier League, Virgil van Dijk particularly has dealt very well with Kun Aguero, the same way he's dealt very well with Harry Kane and Lewandowski before. Single target men up front we used to be sort of be Virgil van Dijk's bread and butter. It's a very interesting game now. You've got a young kid, which is looking most likely, whether which one, which one it is, we don't know, coming up against one of the most prolific strikers the Premier League's ever seen. So... It makes for a good for a neutral, makes for an extremely exciting watch. But I'm in the position where I think even if Aguero does come into the game asked, you know, as much as he can come in and do us damage, we've just had Diego Jota come and light up the Champions League with a hat trick. Manchester City won't will be sitting there shitting themselves as to whether he's gonna start or if he's gonna play at all. It's it's much of a muchness. We've both got injuries, we've both got key players that can come in and influence the game. There's no fans, which is going to be in a massive difference because as much as the Etihad gets rinsed for being the empty hand, they don't have to get up for it, the City fans, whenever they play us. So that will be quite a big difference, I believe, having no fans at the Etihad. But yeah, even if Aguero is fit, I more power to City because they're going to need all the help they're going to, they can get, really. Yeah, it's interesting because if, if obviously Matip isn't available for this game and we end up starting that one of the young lads, I think both of them have, have shown that they're very good in the air, but neither of them have come up against a striker like Sergio Aguero. And it'll be very interesting to see how whoever Jürgen Klopp picks for that game 
deals with him if he does start. I think Ferran Torres has done really well in, in that nine position for, for City as well in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, another good player. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it. It may be one of those where you go back a couple of years and it's just, you know, Liverpool and City where there's a lot of goals and it's whoever, you know, whoever scores the more goals in the game, no defence, you know, just, just vibes really. Um, but yeah, um, that that being said, it's probably going to be nil-nil now. Um, but but yeah, we've got a couple of comments now um, on David Alaba. Richard Farmer says, we should have signed a centre-back before Big Virgil got injured. What's your opinion, Redman? I think hindsight's a wonderful thing, Richard. I think, you know, we got Thiago in instead. Uh, and at the time, that's what we all wanted. I think, you know, if Fabinho stays fit and Thiago stay fit as well, we wouldn't have had an issue during this period. I think it's only because we've had them two injuries on top of that, Bailey. I don't know what you think, but I think those two injuries on top of that have made the Van Dijk situation a lot worse than it would have been if not. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You hit the nail on the head there. It was a hierarchy, I suppose. And if you'd, like we said, like I've said in the past, is if you give people a choice even now as to whether you signed some random centre-back, we don't know who it is because we don't know who Liverpool were targeting for that position, versus Thiago, people would still pick up in Thiago now, even though they've not really seen him because of how much he can bring to that midfield, how much he can revolutionise our game in general. That's how good of a player Thiago is. And then you're going into logistics of, you know, what centre-backs are out there on the payment plan that we were trying to get players by. You know, Thiago and Jota were both being bought on a, you know, quid pro quo basis of we'll give you this much this year across four or five years. That was just the way business was being done. And I definitely do agree with your point, selling Lovren, we... We've, I felt we were light in that position, but nobody could have foresaw us losing Virgil van Dijk. And like, like Jack said, that amplifies the problem tenfold. And I think get to January, we're still top of the Premier League, top of our Champions League group with no goals conceded. Get to January, I think we will eventually buy uh, a replacement or you know a, a stopgap, whichever way we look at it. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think the City game is massive as well. I think we can't really afford to lose because I think City have started the season pretty poorly. And if we give them a, the, the momentum by beating us, then we really let them back in and the, the title race could be wide open. But we've started the season quite quite well, all things considered, with top of the league. So so let's hope for at least a point against Man City. Andrew Rutherford said, great cover for centre-back and left-back. He takes a great free kick as well. I'd have him for sure. Deaf Mute Studio, Dan, of course, said... He'd warm the bench well for us. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, and sorry if I butcher your name. Aigid Wayu Asana says, um, if he demands a high wage and disturbs our excellence wage structure, it's a no. And that's an interesting thing as well, Bailey, because obviously during the COVID crisis, I think Liverpool have been very smart with our dealings in the transfer window. Obviously, we got Jota and we paid a bit more, but we're paying it in instalments. Um, I know we did a similar thing with Thiago. I think it's five million over the course of four years. Um, but I think Thiago came in on, on a relatively big wage for, for us as a football club. It depends on a similar thing with, with Alaba. I think if he's going to come in and be our highest earner, I, I don't think we'd do that. But if he's on a similar wage to, you know, the likes of Thiago, uh, Salah, Mane, Firmino, Van Dijk, you know, our top top earners at this football club, then I wouldn't be surprised if we do see it as an option because, you know, he's a really good player who, as you say, has won a lot. He's versatile and, and would provide us with another excellent addition to, to cover uh, whilst Van Dijk's injured. I think it'll be very, very interesting to, as to who we do buy in terms of what it says for the current players we've already got because, albeit Van Dijk's out for the rest of the season, 
if you're buying a player, say, like a Ben White, who is relatively unknown in that regard, although he drives up a heavy price tag, A, because he's English and B, he's in the Premier League now, you're looking at a situation where you can understand why that price was is so high. But if you're looking to bring a David Alaba in, for you know to bring him in and be one of your highest earners, hundred fifty, two hundred grand a week. What does that say for Joe Gomez? You know, is Klopp look at that and think, I'm going to build you in with Gomez, but as soon as Van Dijk's back fit, it becomes you know Van Dijk and X Alaba, Umpa Meccano, whoever we go for in that high tier price bracket. But if he does go for a more unknown, lesser known centre back, younger, hungry, doesn't mind warming the bench every now and then, we're trying to drill him up as you know the fourth choice. I'm really interested in what whoever we sign. I've, I've got faith in him, to be honest. You know, I'm at that point now where I know Michael Edwards is a genius, and he has an eye for signs more than you know anybody else in the world at the minute in terms of the amount of people he's brought in that have just been phenomenal. But David Alaba is that sort of signing, much like Thiago. You're plucking him from a from a buying team that have won everything at a prime age. You know, 28 is not old. Um, so if we did go for that guy at a cutthroat price. Incredible. It would just it just adds another notch onto how good we can be. Yeah, for me, if we if we miss out on Alaberno, we've been linked with some some names like Kabak and and uh, Ajer from from Celtic players like that. But for me, if if we don't get someone like Alaba, I'd like someone like Koundé from from Sevilla or Upper Meccano from Leipzig. I think they'd be really good additions. Young centre back, ball playing, um, mm. very good to bring in. Um, on who plays in the midfield versus City? Just before we go into the comments, Bailey, who would you start in midfield? Are we taking that Fabinho's injured? Yeah. Okay, I would go for Genie Hendo. Hmm. I don't know what else I'd play, you know. It's probably got to be Cater. I think I'd give him a run out. He looks so bright. He's just being stunted by these little, tiny little spells out. I think I'd give him a start. I think Jones has been excellent in the games that he's played. But, you know, you've got to go with your tried and tested firepower. So, yeah, I think I'd go Genie in the six, Hendo in the eight, Cater in the ten. Interesting you should say that because uh, the comments agree with you. Jack the Certified G said Nabby Lad. Um, CG Gaming said Hendo, Genie and Nabby. And Tom summed it up with pretty much everyone said Hendo, Genie and Nabby. So there you go. If We're not Jürgen Klopp, but that's our midfield for the weekend against Manchester City. A big weekend for Liverpool Football Club. And then it's into the boring international break. Thank you, Bailey, for joining us. And thank you, Tom, for monitoring it. Um, we will see you again very soon. Enjoy your weekend. ta -ra.